You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 255. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 255. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. My love. Thinking of the bumper music coming in. Oh my gosh. I love you. I love you too. How are you doing today? You know, I'm doing pretty good. It's I starting to have some sun coming out. Yeah, it was a little rainy this morning, but yeah, it's starting this to shine. State. We're kind of like WTF <laughs> with the weather. It's not bad. It's just no. fickle. As yeah, fuck. it's very, very odd. You never know what you're going to get. And it'll be mm-hmm. like 80 degrees and thunderstormy. Yeah. And we're like, uh, <laughs> so. Anyway, welcome to California's the show. Like. I know. <laughs> We're glad to have you guys here. I'm thrilled about this week's topic. It's something that the Joy Junkie community has been telling me, please, please, please do an episode on Smith Systems. And it's near and dear to our hearts. It is. It's something that we have implemented in our relationship for, gosh. For almost all of it. At least the last 10 years. Uh, More than that, Maybe closer to 15. We just keep implementing them, and we call them Smith Systems. And basically what this is all about is how to implement household systems and processes for far less stress and overwhelm. Mm, And we talked about, about this a little bit. On episode 253, just a few weeks ago, because it was talking about overwhelm. And I'll link to that episode in the show notes as well. But one of the things we had talked about in that episode is how our systems and how we operate our household really helps cut down on the overwhelm that we feel, particularly around household shit. Household stuff, finances. We do it with just about everything. We really do. Even into like date nights. That's true. We absolutely do. And it's really funny because, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but people would tease us about, well, you guys are just like roommates because we do. (laughs) In some ways. All of our laundry is separate. Our finances are separate. Our refrigerator is separate. Our dinners, our food is separate. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk talk to you more about Mm -hmm. that. But we also never, I mean, never fight about household shit. Yeah, because it's already been established whose job it is and when. When to do it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say never. We do – well, actually, what usually happens is there's something that we're not happy with, and then we create a system around it. System around it, So if there's ever any upheaval or argument, we're like, oh, we need a Smith system. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today and what that really looks like. And I'm hoping that there's lots of little nuggets that you can employ for your household – And I wanted to also let you guys know I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks about the retreat that's coming up in uh, probably June is when it will be on sale. We ended up having to push it back a little bit because I've been working on this book. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm excited about it, but my God, is that a monolithic task? I'm married to an author, so. (laughs) So, but 
The retreat will go on sale in June. It will occur in October. We're looking at a gorgeous resort in Mexico. Mm. So it'll be out of the country. And if you are not on the retreat VIP list and you are interested, please go to thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat. Throw your name on that list. No obligation at all. But what that means is you will be the absolute first to hear about exactly what's happening with the retreat and have the opportunity to jump in before it's even advertised to my main community, before I talk about it on the pod, before I talk about it in after hours or with classes or anything like that. So you got to be like on the pronto. Yes. You have to get your ass on that list. And the deal with this one and how it kind of varies from any online programs I do, I am extremely limited in the amount of people that I can take. Because I also think it's negligent for one facilitator to host like 100 people. So I'm keeping it small. It'll be probably between 12 and 16 people. But that is not really negotiable. I cannot go above that. If you want to make sure you don't miss it, thejoyjunkie.com slash retreat, and you will get first dibs. Get her done. All right. Let's maybe let you take over the sure for a little bit. Yeah, thank you for letting me take over this moment in time. Don't get used to it. (laughs) It's time for a segment we like to call... Would you rather... And today's would you rather is... Would you rather go on a $10,000 shopping spree? Ooh. Or have a free sex pass with your celebrity crush? Ooh. Who's your celebrity crush? Uh, gosh, I don't know. I know who mine is. Mm. Do you know who mine is? No. Oh, uh, Hemsworth? No. No. I think you you're more you're more concerned about Hemsworth than I am no, interested. No no. <laughs> no, no. no, I think it would have to be Dr. Evan Anton. Oh, that, that uh, vet. The vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Not mad. He's a good dude. Not mad at it. And he's, you know, got a nice profession. He's into these animals. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's got some passion. But That's cool. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to What think. is her name? She's married to Justin Timberlake. Oh, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Okay. Yeah. Jessica Biel's right up my alley. Yeah, totally. I still think I would take 10 grand. I can't imagine coming back from that. And, and okay, so. It's free. It's a free pass. I know, but. So it's like a moment in time that. Your spouse doesn't have to be involved with, or your significant other. And if you do have, uh, if you don't have a significant other, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Then, so, uh, so go ahead and. But which one would you take anyway? But okay, so here, here, here's the thing. You guys need to know about me. I am so fucking loyal that yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I can't even have sex dreams. I know. Without feeling guilty, because in my <laughs> dreams, you guys, I am always married. I tease you about that too. I am always married in my dreams and I'm having this like moral debacle about if I hook up with whoever this is in my dream that I'm actually cheating on Mr. Smith. I never have sex dreams, so I don't even have this dilemma. (laughs) Well, I, and then I share in the morning and I'm like, God damn it, you cock blocked me again. (laughs) Cock blocker. And he's just like, (laughs) but just so happy that I'm that loyal that even, so that's what I'm saying is my subconscious is ridiculously loyal. And I just don't think I could, I don't, I'm going to take the money. I'll take the money. I'm going to take the money and fucking run. Yeah. 10,000, 10 grand. Like that's. 
a shopping a spree. decent amount of shopping spree. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. All right. So we would love to hear what you would rather. And we talk about it every single week over at the After Hours community over on Facebook. It's a private group that I've created specifically for podcast listeners. So if you have been listening to the show kind of in your car or while you're cooking or doing makeup or whatever, and you're like, yeah, but what about if this is the case? Or what if I have a mother-in-law who says this and you're thinking about about the content that you're listening to and wondering about some specific situations that are happening for you, then you want to come over and join the club because every single Thursday, I do additional live video trainings where I cover off anything that's come up from the community about that particular lesson that I taught on the pod or things that have come up just in their week. So if you want additional advice completely for free, come hang out with us. There's always additional trainings and bonuses and coupon codes, and there's an entire resource vault that you'll get access to. All you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club, redirects you right over there, and you'll have Insta friends Up in the club. All up in the club. All right, so how about we talk about Getting organized as fuck. Yeah, let's get some Smith systems in this biatch. All right. First thing that I want you to do, and I've got kind of seven items here for you. First thing to identify what you need to create a system around is I want you to think about what are the items that you complain about or are always frustrated with. Is it the kids tend to always leave their shoes out or you constantly feel behind with your laundry all the time. Mm-hmm. Meal prep seems to be an issue. Like you're oftentimes just grabbing something on the go because you don't have meals created or you're so exhausted by the time you get home that you can't even yeah. think about putting together a meal. So then you order pizza or you have frozen foods or things like that that you may not want to feed your family with. Sure, sure. Okay. That's the first item of business. What are those household things that seriously make you like, do you know that feeling? I do. You know what that is for me? I yeah. When I get like that? What What it is? Yeah. Uh, it's when your shoes are outside oh, of the basket. Oh, when the shoes, yeah. yeah <laughs> shoes yeah. outside oh, the I basket. Thought, because, I thought you were talking about a name for it. No, because you guys. Okay. So we've systemized pretty much everything, but we have a current system <laughs> that needs to be reworked. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But we've decided that we're going to change it once we buy a house. We'll create a new system that will be more beneficial for him but basically we have a basket for shoes so you come in out of the house take your shoes off you put it in a basket well what some of you guys might not know is that mr smith has had some pretty severe back issues and surgeries over the years so bending down to put shoes into the basket sometimes is just a little bit uncomfortable or i'll have like my lunchbox and a backpack and you know a bunch of stuff in my hands so i'll just take my shoes off and go oh i'll put those in the basket later right and the, and that lunchbox you guys is no fucking joke it's like a giant cooler like <laughs> i was teasing him today i'm like this looks like a lunchbox for a family of four <laughs> not a family of five just four only four yeah but what we have what we've been up against right now where our system needs a little tweaking, is Mr. Smith will kick his shoes off and just leave them by the basket. And if you hang out in After Hours and you've seen pictures of him, he is not a small individual. So his shoes are giant. So the other day, 
The other day, he had left two pairs of shoes in front of the basket, and I woke up at like three o'clock to work on my book. It's- in my defense, like, why'd you wake up at three a.m.? Like, I was, I usually get up before you. I was gonna put my <laughs> shoes away in the morning. So it's dark, and I'm like, Ugh, groggy. Just get to the coffee. Just get to, the-. and I stub my toe on his giant ass shoes. <laughs> And you're about the size of my shoes. I am about, I could just hop right in. So anyway, that's an example of a a system that we started and now we need to kind of rework it to figure out how can it work for both of us. Yeah. And we'll definitely make sure that that happens when we buy our new place. But that is one thing that started off as us being frustrated with it. Like there's all these shoes stacked up in the front. What can we do in order to make this a little bit more seamless. So what are those things for you? Number two, this is a big one for all my people out there who are a little bit controlling, Mm. maybe recovering perfectionists. If that is you, I want you to start looking for opportunities to let go of it having to be done your way. Boom. So if you don't give laundry assignments to the hubs or wife or your kids because they just don't do it, right? or they don't fold things exactly the way you want to fold it, or if they sweep the patio, they don't do it correctly, or you have such a tight grip on it being done your way that you create unnecessary overwhelm. Hmm. That is something that you need to work on, my friend. Yes. Because chances are, if you are trying to pass on some of this stuff to the rest of the family or whoever's in the household, even somebody you hire – And you are so controlling about it must be this specific way, you are adding a shit ton of work for yourself. For instance, if somebody in the the household roommate or somebody loads the dishwasher and you reload it because it's not stacked appropriately, Mm -hmm. that is unnecessary work that you're creating for yourself. Okay, so number one. What are the things that you're like, about? What do you complain about the most in the household or feel the most frustrated about? Number two, where are your opportunities to let go of it having to be done your way? And one of the things to think about with this is how big of a deal is it? How much does it matter? Now, if it's something financial and you have to pay a very specific amount to your mortgage every single month by a specific day, then that's probably something that you need to be fairly on top sure, of. Sure. But if it's something like they don't do the fold the laundry correctly or load the dishwasher correctly, in the grand scheme of your fucking life, how much does that matter? How much do you need to have a tight death grip on the way it must be? Mm-hmm. Look for those opportunities. Number three, start telling who else is involved. Who else is a part of this household? Are they roommates, kids, spouses? Is it even hired help, perhaps? Who are the other key players that need to be involved because they reside in this domicile? Who are those people who need to be on board, okay? Number four, call a family meeting and make it fun especially if you tend toward the over-controlling, here's what we're going to do, and we're a little more militant. And And that's been my kind of thought with all of this, is it sounds like a general delegating orders. That's right. Yeah. One of the things that we do in order to talk about our plan is we've created a name for it. We call it Smith Systems. And we started sharing some of our Smith Systems with other couples that we knew. And we encouraged them 
to start making a fun moniker for their system. <laughs> yeah. So some of our very close friends are basically like a sister to us. Their last name is Hoffman. So they started calling theirs Hoffman Harmony. Yes. So we need to create a Hoffman Harmony around that. We had another set of friends. Their last name was Mackle. And so they would say, okay, these are our Mackle methods. We need a new Mackle method. Mm-hmm. You can you do whatever you want, but if you kind of cloak it in an air of fun, it tends to be more palatable for everybody. Yeah, it takes away the um heaviness and Yeah, just if you're asking somebody to do something or getting somebody to work on something that might not be their strength, you want to make it more fun. If it's not fun, then they're more most likely not going to do it, especially kids. Absolutely. You know. And I'm going to get into ways to to work on that, especially oh, cool. if you have children. It doesn't matter if they're young children or older. And it also could be a matter of roommates and it can also be a matter of spouses too. There's You can approach this from any different perspective. You can approach it from a perspective of like, I'm the one who has to take initiative and I'm the one who has to do that and feel really victim-y about it. Or you can make it really fun and have a blast with your family and get excited. Have When you call the meeting, have a pizza party or maybe you do like a make your own ice cream sundae and everybody gets to input what would make sense to them. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Call a family meeting, make it fun, not overly controlling. And some of the things that you can do is look at if somebody doesn't do what they said they were going to do, the penalty is you put a dollar in the jar or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then when you get $100 in the jar, something it happens for the family. Like you guys get to go do something you really wanted to. Or if it is a husband and wife, maybe you decide that $100 goes to having meals delivered for a week. You know, you get one of those delivery services or something like that. But there's ways to create incentives and fun around that. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. Okay. Number one, what do you complain about? Number two, Where can you let go of it being done a specific way? Number three, who else is involved? Number four, get all of them together for a family meeting and make the meeting fun and start to create an idea around what can we call this for our family that would be fun and that we would be excited about or for our household if you don't consider yourself in a family environment. Number five, this is huge and this is what you would want to talk about at the meeting. And this is sort of a governing rule that Mr. Smith and I have used pretty much this entire time. And it's this idea of how can we tackle this issue in a way where we all feel honored? Because I'll tell you what, me doing all the cooking, I don't feel honored. Right. Me doing all the dishes, me doing, like, I do not subscribe to traditional female roles. I find it wildly <laughs> offensive. And I'm like, why wouldn't I want somebody to cook for me? Why wouldn't I want somebody? And by the way, I'm running a fucking business. So no, right? that is not going to work for me. And other people might thrive on that. That might be what they really, really want. However, there might be one avenue in your household where you don't feel respected. You feel like, hey, I don't mind doing the cleaning, but here's what I request from you is to put your fucking shoes away or put your clothes away. Or when I have the laundry out for you, please fold it. You could create a system like that. Yeah. But the idea is if there's something that's happening in the place where you all reside, 
in order to tackle it and find a solution for it, everybody needs to be on board of, I feel honored doing this. Like there's a reason why I'm doing this and I don't feel like somebody's just bitching at me or nagging at me all the time and I could give two shits, right? That's very important. And that is important with your kids too. Like what would help them? And especially if you have older children to talk about, how do you want me to speak to you about this? What would actually be motivating for you? Getting curious about it, understanding what their feelings are like. Like, talk to me about when you come home from school and you feel really stressed out and you end up leaving stuff all over the counter. Talk to me about what would be helpful for that. Do you need a specific basket to put your stuff in? Would that be helpful? What do you need in those moments in order to be set up for success? Okay. We were talking about this with our real estate agent. And, oh, yeah. and she was like, oh my God, please write a book on all of this. Because I'm telling her all this stuff. Here's what you got to do with the kids. And here, and so she's telling me about her kids and what they are motivated by. So her older son, I think he's 17-ish, something like that. Yeah, I think so. And he's really into aviation. And like flight lessons and things like that. And then I said, well, you incentivize the shit out of the flight lessons then. Right, right. Especially if you're bankrolling that bitch, you need to (laughs) create some sort of incentives, which leads me to number six. Create incentives and or punishments if needed. I And again, the punishments might be more applicable to young kids. I think it's way more beneficial with adults, roommates, older children to operate from a place of incentive instead where they can kind of win things. And what I would also do, particularly with older children, is talk about negotiation, to talk about how to articulate their standpoint because that will be wildly beneficial to them in the job market. Yeah. There's going to be things that are asked of them by their bosses and they need to be able to handle that with grace and then also be really honest about, you know, I don't know if I can handle that right now due to this other project and be able to negotiate. Same thing with his incentives and money situation. Sure. There. Yeah. We probably want our children to be able to demand what they're worth, especially that we're dealing with this ridiculous concept of women still not being paid equally to men. Let's raise our daughters with the ability to negotiate higher pay. So if you're offering, hey, here's an idea for an incentive, I will make sure that you go to cheer camp and you'll be all set up with this. And they say, okay, what if... I do this amount of laundry, I take care of this yard work, or I do this, and I feel that that's an equal exchange for cheer camp. Something like that where you could actually negotiate. And maybe you say, I would also like to see you do this. And then they say, and then I would also like to see an additional pair of cheer shorts. Right? right <laughs> like they right, get right. to they get to negotiate. And that, especially with older kids, you guys, can be huge as they start going into summer jobs and job market and and having that poise and articulation around fighting for, you know, kind of their own worth and their workload. Something I learned when I was doing software sales Mm. was to negotiate with a smile on your face. Ooh, I love that. So when you are negotiating, kind of make it jovial. Like, don't make it so serious. Ooh, that's good. You know? Yeah. Well, in... 
I've actually been using this a lot in the Relationship Rx course that that we're working with couples in. And a concept that came out of coaching school that I went to, they would talk about offering your clients the option of yes, no, or counter offer. And a lot of times I will advocate for the couples that I work with to present counter offers to each other. So if one couple, one partner is saying like, I really, really want to go to couples therapy and the other partner is like, ah, that's the last thing I want to do. I don't feel safe. I've had bad experience. Instead of just shutting your partner down and saying, no, I absolutely won't go to therapy to actually counter offer and say, all right, babe, I get that this is really important to you. I'll be really honest. I'm, I'm not super comfortable with therapy but what would you think about doing this amazing Relationship Rx course together <laughs> or reading a book together or another solution? So looking at that counteroffer opportunity. And that's really important during this family meeting because there, there might be some heels dug in. Your partner might be like, fuck, I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Offer the counteroffer and be like, okay, babe, listen, I'm super open. What, what else might work? Do you yeah. have another idea? We've done that a lot. What would you think about this? Yeah. In fact, we had an issue the other the other month actually where we were talking about I was having a really tough time getting on top of my dishes, like cleaning my dishes. I would leave them in the sink and he would get, you know, really frustrated. Hashtag bachelor style. <laughs> totally. And so he said, I've got a counter offer for you. What would you think about me taking care of all things dishes and you take care of all things laundry. And for me, it was like a fuck no, because he has way more laundry than I, it would, the My laundry, clothes are just bigger than yours. They're giant. It's like washing a shit ton of comforters. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was like, no, but here's my counter offer. I'm going to step up my game in my dish, the dish department. And I have, done that you have you've kicked ass on that for sure so you can kind of implement i appreciate you working on that counter offer hey thanks man i've been really putting forth an effort is that number seven (laughs) what thank them for no it's not but that's really really good that can be a part of sort of that that incentive piece okay especially if your partner's love languages is word of affirmation or your kids you've noticed are you know that's another piece of it how are they motivated well that's why you ask them i love that i love that you're saying ask them how they would like to be responded to in in that uh, situation that's right i think that's awesome and you can do grace periods so when i was talking to our realtor about it i said if you institute a grace period it is not unsimilar to us having our rent due on the first, but we are not charged a penalty until the fifth. Mm-hmm. That can teach children about here's what's going to happen when you have your own residence. You will have a bit of a grace period. So you can decide, okay, everybody has to make sure they do not leave any crumbs on the counter or any dishes out or any food items out longer than 24 hours, right? So maybe they have a full 24 hours if they had a rough go at work or a rough go at school to to pick it up and clean it up. Otherwise, then it becomes a penalty or you have to put a dollar in the jar or whatever system you've created. But grace periods are another 
thing that you can use to create a little bit more leeway. Depends on how you guys are motivated and depends how you operate best. But that might be something you want to consider. Again, more so for, I think, teaching children sort of that responsibility around what happens later on in life. Okay. Number one, what do you complain about? Number two, look for opportunities to let go of it being done your way. Number three, who's involved? Number four, family meeting. Make it fun. Maybe even create a new name for your systems. Number five, ask everybody in the community, how can we tackle this in a way in which we all feel honored? Number six, create incentives and or punishments and look at what does everybody really want and need? Is it something where your partner really, really wants some new art supplies, but it just felt like, God, it's really not a way we should spend our money right now. Mm -hmm. Would that incentivize your partner? What would make it like, oh, I'll do some laundry for that. I'll do some yard work for that. Yeah. And same thing for you. And is there a distribution of labor that feels really fair? Again, that's going back to how can we all feel honored? Number seven is to systemize that shit. This is where you actually get it into some sort of operation. Meaning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you take the dog walks. Uh, Maybe first Saturday of the month, we do yard cleaning as a family. Some way that it's actually quantifiable. We can see that this is when it needs to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. You can do this however you want. You can have alarms that go off on your phones. You can have whiteboards. And, you know, I know a lot of sort of artsy or sometimes teacher types love to have boards with stars and, you know, checking. Warm fuzzies and cold bricklies. Warm fuzzies, maybe. (laughs) Hopefully no cold bricklies. But figure out what would make the most sense for you and your household. Get it on a calendar. Get it on a to-do list. Make sure that everybody knows exactly what's expected of them by what time, what day, right? So sometimes the family, I, I remember talking to a friend of mine who they had very difference of a difference of opinion about how fast something needed to get done. One person felt like, Ugh, I'll just do it. And the other one's like, I'll do it. I'm just not going to get to it for like 24 hours, 48 hours. So that might be what you really need to crystallize is the timing of the task. Systemize the fuck out of that shit. All right. So you've got your seven items. I want to share with you anecdotally the things that we have systemized in our home that we have lovingly termed Smith Systems. All right. Talk to them about how we operate the dishwasher system. Well, the way that we've done it is one person will load and wash, and the other person will then unload, put all the dishes away, and then take over the loading process. Exactly. And then once that wash is done, the other person then is the unloader and then the loader. Yep. So we alternate. Yeah, we alternate that cycle. Mm -hmm. And that has worked really well. So basically, you don't leave anything in the sink. We clean that and put that in the bin on the side. And then whoever's turn it is takes the bin on the side, loads it into the dishwasher, and then we just cycle through. So what we do is then we'll say, hey, babe, dishwasher's ready for you. And that's our indication of like, okay, it's ready to be unloaded. And then you unload it. And then the cycle continues. And it works, that works really well for us. We've never really had issues with that. We were both like, well, it's a task that both of us should be doing. Let's make it something that we both do. We made a system out of it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
What about dog walking? Talk about Bianca. I've taken four days a week. Yep. And I do the morning and the night mm-hmm. walks. And you've taken three days a week. Yep. And then the morning and the night and then all of the afternoon walks. Yep. And the reason that we did that is because I'm, I go to an office. Yep. And you are at home. So the afternoon walk kind of fell on you. So that's why I took an extra day. Yep. So we kind of made it equal. equal. And what's great about that is we wake up in the morning knowing exactly if it's my day or not. We know whose responsibility Bianca is that morning. Instead of like, oh, will you take the dog out? Will yeah. you feed her? Oh, I always take the dog out. Why don't you take the dog out today? You know, like it becomes a... Oh, it's my morning. Right. And it's super expected and there's no stockpiling of tasks. Like, shit, did anybody take the dog out? <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's already f- kind of formulaic. And the other part of that is I might have a really early morning when it's my morning and I'll say, Amy, would you mind trading a day with me? Yeah. And there's times when you're like, oh, I really can't. And so I have to budget into my time to make sure that she's taken care of in the morning. Or you're like, all right, that's fine. Just take my Tuesday or whatever. Yep. We swap days. Exactly. And then another piece of taking care of Bianca, this is just sort of a small system, is I... I take care of all of her supplies. I make sure that she has her medications and her supplements and her food and all of those things. And then Mr. Smith is in charge of all her doctor visits. So takes her to any appointment that she needs. And then we'll also kind of ask each other like, hey, I'm at PetSmart. Do you need me to get the salmon oil? I can get it while while I'm here. But because we understand like whose responsibility is what, I'm never like, are you kidding me? You didn't get her eye drops? Right, right, right. Because like, that- Like, out of eye drops. How could you let that happen? It's my responsibility. Yeah. All right. We do this all the time with our finances, financial systems. Mm-hmm. Everything is down to a budget. Everything is allocated. We know what we're spending on date nights every single month. We know what he spends on groceries, what I spend on groceries. We have- a fund for Bianca. We have funds for savings. We have funds for fun. All of that stuff, miscellaneous, everything is budgeted. Yeah. And that is a major piece of our system. And we have to kind of look at things if things get thrown into it, like, oh, there's an additional trip that we want to take. Okay, mm-hmm. well, let's go and look at the system and see, can you contribute this amount? I'll contribute this amount. And we put it together in a system. I think something to mention about a budget is, it's kind of a bad word in a lot of people's minds. Like, a budget? Oh, I don't want to be restricted to a budget. I felt like that for a long time. But a budget doesn't necessarily mean that you are restricting it. You're just telling your money where to go. Yep. You're telling your money where it is allocated. Yep. So if you want to spend $700 a month on popsicles, <laughs> by all friggin' means, do it. But put it in your budget as this is my popsicle budget. That's right. <laughs> right? So you know where that money's going instead of going to the end of the month and going, wait, I don't have any money left. What happened? Yep. Right? You know exactly what happened with your money when you budget it. I'm also going to link to the money episodes that we did for the love of money because mm, we, we did talk about one. that that's in true. those two episodes. So have a listen to that because that was really helpful for us in organizing our financial house. The deal with the whole budget for me, I was very resistant because that was my perspective. But what I realized is that it created so much more freedom. Yeah. And as somebody who who does tend to like to control, it was a way that I could control things in a way that actually was really 
helpful and fulfilling Mm -hmm. for the household. Like it actually made things so much smoother. And I wasn't getting to the end of the month going like, fuck, I don't know how I'm going to take Bianca to the doctor. Uh, You know, everything was already built in. All right. A couple of other ways that we do this with house cleaning. We Now we hire somebody to clean the house. Before that, everything was divided into rooms. So I think you had like Living room and kitchen. kitchen, And you had bedrooms and bathrooms. And office. And you had one. We took different levels of the house because our old condo was fine. Yeah, yeah. But I think I took a bathroom too, didn't I? You took the powder room. That's right. Because it was on the kitchen level. That's right. And then I took bathrooms and bedroom and office. And office, yeah. Um, And so that was really great because we could go, okay, we probably need to do a house cleaning. And... You were like, uh, I could take care of my rooms on Wednesday. And I would say, okay, I can take care of my rooms on Thursday. And we could kind of figure it out into our own calendar. Yeah. And then now we hire somebody and that money is allocated and budgeted every single month. Yeah. And when we moved from California to North Carolina, I knew here's our house cleaning budget. So we need to find somebody here that kind of falls into that realm. Mm -hmm. And we have, and she's amazing. Yes. We also realized many years ago that we needed a system around laundry because at the time I was working as a makeup artist where my uniform was all black. So I had to wear all black all day, all damn day, all the time. (laughs) My laundry then was all black. Well, Mr. Smith, being a body worker and massage therapist, most of his laundry was sheets. So it was lighter colored, like off-white or, you know, like a baby blue or something like that. So we would be like... So on different pages because my basket had tiny clothes that were black (laughs) and his basket had giant sheets that were overflowing. And so we kind of, I was like, well, I don't, I don't need to do, I do laundry maybe once a month. I don't need to do laundry very often and he needs to do it very frequently. So we were like, this is not going to work. So we went out, we got new laundry baskets and then we decided, okay, you're going to take your shit. I'm going to take mine. And now every once in a while we'll be like, Hey, can I get on get in on that load? Hey, do you have <laughs> Can I get in on Can that I get load? in on that load? Do you have room <laughs> for, you know, a few extra darks or a few extra colors or whatever? But the understanding is he handles his shit, I handle mine. Yeah. And it works out wonderfully well. It does. We do the exact same thing with food. He does his grocery shopping, I do my grocery shopping. We just do very different styles of food of, and eating. Eating styles, yeah. So it just made sense for us to shop separately. That's right. It may not be the most efficient thing in the sense that if one person was going, it would take us less time. But I, I think for for the way that our household runs and the way we eat, that it works perfectly. Completely. And one of one of the things that for me, I have never been able to wrap my head around the idea of cooking dinner every single night. Like I cannot imagine having to ha- meal plan a different thing to eat and cut. Like I can't. Yeah. Plus I like immediate gratification. I want to just eat it right away. So what we've done is we meal prep, but we do it individually. So I will make, you know, 10 or enough, enough of one thing that it creates 10 little meals and I put them in Tupperware. And then I have kind of a collection of meals to eat each week. Yeah. If you want to do, 
stuff that you freeze or crock pot or things like that. It's all about creating some kind of system. And it makes my day so much easier. It makes life easier and you eat better. That's right. Absolutely. Those are a few insider secrets of our Smith systems. And I'm hoping that this sort of process might give you a lot of new ideas about the things that you can implement. And one of the things that just you probably want to keep in mind is that it might take a little bit more work at the get-go in order to get the system implemented. But once you've got it, like now, like, oh my gosh, everything is super smooth. But then if something comes up that's not smooth, we go, okay, we need a system around this. Right now we're trying to develop a system for our bikes. I'm going mm. to get a new bike today and we're trying to figure out where does it, where, where are we going to hang it? How are we going to operate it? You know, cause we have to bring it through the apartment in order to get it to the patio, <laughs> to the patio and hook it up. But I have no doubt we'll create a good system around yeah, it. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope this was helpful. Again, don't forget to join us over in the after hours club. There's a bunch of links in the show notes for this week for additional pods you might want to listen to. And be sure to get your ass on the retreat list so I can meet you in real life. The joyjunkie.com slash retreat. Anything else you wanted to throw in the mix? No, I think I've said my piece. All right. We'll see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out. Out.